I like living on Hilton Head Island because it's a great place to raise kids. I have three boys and they're always outside playing. The weather's great, the schools are great, and there's lots of outside activities for them to do. We love the weather here, the beaches, uh, the community. All the people here are friendly, and we love our church, HHIC. We wanted to live in paradise in a wonderful retirement area, and little did we know that when we moved here, we fell in love with our church. Love the people, uh, love the worship service, love what we can be on this island and what we're going to be on this island, as well as globally. And uh, every time it seems like there's a new opportunity coming up about ministries that uh, can, can go and grow from our church, and we just love that. I love living here. The weather is good the year round. Uh, we got a great church, got a wonderful family, got two kids great safe area to live. I love living on Hilton Head because of all of our friends and family and the village that we've created through all of our friendships we've made at local businesses and our own businesses as well as working in the community and in the schools. I like living on Hilton Head, on Hilton Head because the people here are so kind. When I moved here it was just amazing and how kind people are. The one thing I love about living on Hilton Head Island is that there's lots of things to do outdoors and the weather is beautiful and I can take my babies to the beach anytime I want to. A few of the things that I love about living here on the island are I raised my daughter here um, in a small community. She went to a great school, had a great education, made lots of friends, got to play sports here by the beach, playing soccer, just have a lot of fun. We have found it to be just an amazing place to live. Um, we love the ocean, we love the great weather, we love the people, and we love our church. It's a beautiful place to live. The beach brings me closer to my faith, closer to my walk with Christ, and I just love being a part of it. It is just gorgeous. How could you not love a place like this? And I get to dress like this. If you're gonna be in a tropical place, you gotta be tropical. The best thing about Hilton Head that I found when I moved here was Hilton Head Island Community Church. It is deep bomb and the place to be. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Good morning. Yeah, you guys can give it, give it up for that. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I got to give a shout out to Jim Daniel sitting down here in the front row. He's one of our elders. Yes. <laughs> oh, Magnum PI. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. You'll only get that if you're like, you know, over the age of about 40. So anyway, uh, we're glad that you're here today. Hilton Head Island Community Church in one service. Isn't this cool to be in one service? We knew that uh, today was kind of the culmination of our, uh, our prayer series called United, What Happens When the Church Prays. And uh, we also knew it was a big travel day and that there'd be a lot of people in and out. So we thought it'd be great to get together um, behind prayer and behind this idea of un being united uh, with God and united uh, because of that. 
um, with each other. And I'm really glad that you guys are here today. Thank you for being here today. And I realize that um, some of you, as Stephanie mentioned, are a little bit nervous. Like, what is this prayer walking thing? Like, how are we going to prayer walk? It's cold outside. If you live in Ohio or any place north of here, it's not. But it is for most of us um, whose blood have, has thinned over the years. And I'm going to explain the whole idea of prayer walking at the end of the service. And um, we've got a detailed um, kind of explanation of how um, I'm going to have you guys do this uh, after the service and or, or sometime throughout the day. Um, so don't worry. That will be happening at the end of the service. But today, um, you know, this week is Thanksgiving. And we thought it would also be very appropriate for us um, to come around the Lord's table. And so we'll be doing that in a few minutes today. It's interesting because communion, the word in the original language, um, means gratitude or thanksgiving. That's what it's really all about. And we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we, church? We have a lot to be thankful for. God has done amazing things. He's doing amazing things. And he will continue to do amazing things in and through his church. And so many different things happen when God's people pray. And today we're going to be talking about a lot of those uh, different things. But I, we want you to hear from a couple different people today. And I'm going to ask Mike Newbold to come on up work his way up here on stage. Uh, Mike and Bonnie have been with us almost from day one, but they were, uh, were part-timers uh, at the beginning. Um, and from Indianapolis, uh, go, yeah, go Colts. I'm not even going there, Mike. Yeah, you got one. <laughs> you got a cheering section down there. So anyway, we won't even go there. Uh, Mike, I'm glad you're here, man. You and Bonnie have just been such an encouragement and They've been, been here since really day one, and I know that you guys were all in, even as um, so, someone who, who only lived here part-time, um, even in those early days. So much so that when we moved from our, our place down off of Office Park Road, which you'll actually visit today if you go on the prayer journey, prayer drive, prayer walk, whatever you do, um, and they helped us move. They helped pack boxes, and they helped us move from that location over here. Um, while they were on vacation, and I think golf might have even gotten canceled, right, Bonnie? I'm so sorry about that. Oh, for Bonnie it got canceled, not for Mike, not for Mike. I love it, I love it. So I want you to give it up for Mike Newell this morning. <laughs> Mike is, uh, not only is he a very active member, uh, leads our, our prayer group, men's prayer group, prayer group on Tuesday mornings. Uh, he and Bonnie are very involved, but he also serves on our stewardship team, which is our finance team. And he is also the chairman of our All In Generosity Initiative and does an amazing job and has been doing an amazing job. And um, so, Mike, um, we have seen um, just from, uh, you know, we're, we're going to kind of go from the head to the heart here today. Um, because we have seen God bless Hilton Head Island Community Church over these almost, you know, going on 13 years in amazing ways. But I'd like for you to talk this morning about how God has blessed us over the course of this year. And uh, really, over the course of the past two years that yeah. we've been doing all in. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Well, you know, it, it goes back, I, I think, to the courage, uh, Todd, that you and our elders had two years ago to, to challenge the congregation to achieve the vision that, that you've outlined a number of times uh, to, to go out and be the hands and feet of Christ in this community. And um, these guys challenged us all to, uh, to step up to the table and, and came up with a 
projects that tallied about three and a half million dollars including just day-to-day -day operation of the church over a two-year period uh, as I go back there. And, and the neat thing about that now, um, as I look back on it, is first of all, understand that this congregation, even when we moved into this building, I don't think ever uh, raised more than a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Not that that's small money, but we go from that to, gee, three and a half million dollars to, to do uh, Christ's work on this island for a two-year period of time. And, and the neat thing is you all in the congregation have just responded beautifully. You, you, you stepped up and said, hey, we, you, you got to that $3 million mark in terms of what you pledged, uh, and I'm thrilled to report. Do we have that up on the screen? Yeah, we, yeah, do. we do. As of last Sunday... Uh, where you, you all have uh, just graciously uh, given two and a half million awesome. uh, of the three million you committed. That, this is so cool. Awesome. A, a congregation that, that really had never uh, stepped up yeah. uh, to that level of giving before. And, uh, and, it's, and it's not to fund an extravagant lifestyle. I mean, this is not an extravagant uh, building. This is all about being the hands and feet of Christ in this community. So it's... Uh, uh, it's really cool. That's allowed us to do some some neat things. We've we've already got money set aside uh, to support all of our community and mission partners uh, for the balance of this year. Um, uh, it's um, uh, just all thanks to to your gracious and loving giving that you've all stepped up. To. So thank you, thank you, thank you, from the from the finance guy on the team. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's from from the banker. He wants a thank you from the pastor. I want to thank you as well. Because I know the sacrifice that many of you have made to get to um, this point. And, and Mike said it, we don't do this for an extravagant building. It definitely meets our needs um, for sure. And uh, with the expansion of uh, Building B, now we call it the community center, uh, it, it definitely meets our needs. But Mike, from your perspective, um, from your perspective, how, how have you seen and how do you see uh, this kind of, you know, God's blessings on Hilton Head Island Community Church affecting ministry, because we don't do it for the building, as you'll hear uh, on the podcast on the prayer walk. We, we do it for this community and for the world, for Christ. Yep. And so tell us how you've seen that happen and how you see it in the future. Well, you know, that slide you saw a second ago that showed the two and a half million that we've raised, that, that's, that really is not, I don't look at that as dollars. That's uh, opportunities to serve in this, in this community. And, you know, there's four or five things uh, that that has allowed us to do that I, I just think are really, really cool. A couple of our uh, key community partners, um, uh, Backpack Buddies, uh, many of you uh, have helped out with that. If you don't know what that is, essentially, um, uh, Backpack Buddies feeds uh, food-challenged children in the public school system here on Hilton Head Island. Half the kids in the public school system on this island have some get receive some kind of food assistance and a lot of those kids wouldn't eat on the weekends if it weren't for backpack buddies and we have a whole team that uh, that Jeanette leads Jeanette Davis leads that um, has been able to increase its outreach they've got dedicated storage space in the new building now uh, we were falling all over each other before and now we've got space to store supplies to get to get um, uh, food out to those kids that need it um, no hungry children uh, many of you have bought the t-shirts and the sweatshirts, uh, No Hungry Children, uh, and another of the community partners, Deep Well, that we uh, support. Uh, there's going to be an event uh, in the community center here in a couple of weeks uh, to uh, help support both of those. No Hungry Children takes um, feeds uh, and uh, helps educate kids in the 
worst slums you can imagine in Nairobi, Kenya. And Deepwell uh, essentially is a food pantry for uh, folks who might not have much food on the table otherwise on this island. So, you know, so that's an example of that benefit. And then I, I think about all the classes that yeah. we're able to do over there that we just, we didn't have space and room to do it before. Um, uh, and, and it's, you know, the, the parenting classes and, and starting point and uh, just all of the opportunities that has presented for us to, to reach out yeah. uh, to this community to, to show them the love of, of Jesus Christ. And we just didn't have that opportunity before. Shoot, people couldn't even find us until yeah. we had a sign out there that's on right. 278. So <laughs> Yes, that's it, true. A lot of people um, have thought that we, were moving, that we were moving locations from here to that building. And if you've walked through that building, you notice there's an atrium right in, in the middle of it. So it would have been very difficult to have a worship service uh, in there and to redesign it that way. Uh, that would have been a lot of fun. But uh, um, God has, has blessed us. And, and, and I just want you to see what God has done over these past um, couple of years. Uh, we're averaging 425. I think when we moved here, we were averaging around 200. Um, so look what God has done um, over the course of you know uh, these, these past seven years or so, I, I guess uh, six, seven years. 425, 75 decisions for Christ over two years, 40 or so baptisms, um, 181 people attending 20 groups and classes. That's awesome. That's incredible. I'm so excited about that and what Chris is, is doing there. 300 plus people serving 14 different local partners, as, as Mike just talked about, and seven global partners. That is a lot. And we need to stop and give thanks to God for what he is doing. How many of you, I just want to see this real quick, how many of you are serving um, either at the Thanksgiving dinner or have served in one of our, our local uh, community partners? Why don't you raise your hand um, for a moment? Um, we've got a lot of you who are here today who serve. How many of you are doing the Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, awesome. We'll see you there. Uh, so my family will see you guys there. Are you and, uh, eating or are you Dave? serving? Are you, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're doing both. Uh, and if you're, if you're going to attend that, by the way, Dave mentioned to me that um, this was the earliest by far that we've had the volunteers. And you all stepped up to the plate huge. Thank you all so much. Um, and he also wants to encourage you to wear your four HHI t-shirts or your No Hungry Children t-shirts so that he wants his church to stand out in the crowd, I think. So I love that, man. Thank you so much, Dave, for all you're doing. This, um, what God has done... Um, through your uh, generosity um, has allowed us to, to partner with all these different organizations. Um, and, and as Mike said, um, both locally and globally. And so it's very exciting. Where do we as a church need to pray about God filling the gap over the next year, Mike? How well, can we pray? We have an opportunity in front of us. And, and like the Apostle Paul, uh, who ran the race till the end, we've got to get to the, to the finish line on this. Uh, you might remember a second ago, I talked about the fact that Todd and the elders came up with a vision and a plan and trusted God, uh, uh, and the price tag associated with all of that over two years was about three and a half million. So y you all have uh, very graciously accounted for three million of that. We have uh, a half million to go, and we'd like to get there uh, by uh, summertime this year. Uh, and so um, I'd like you to all pray about um, if or how you might be able to uh, help with that opportunity that we've got out there. Uh, and again, it's not about creating 
plush, cushy facilities. It's about going out, you know, I keep using this term over and over, but it's about equipping our congregation to be the hands and feet of Christ on this island. And so if you would pray about that gap, that, that gap to get us to three and a half million uh, by this summer, we know God will provide. We knew, our leadership knew that it was a stretch, but you know what? It was time to trust God because right. uh, he can right. do things we couldn't even dream of. So mm. abundantly beyond what we could ask or think is, is the, the way uh, the Bible says. And man, I'm so thankful for you. Your leadership, Mike, has been amazing. Why don't you thank Mike Newbold this morning? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Be praying about that, but let's be grateful, church. Uh, we often miss that when we talk about finances, when we talk about the resources that God's given us, both personally and church-wide, we may miss the gratitude part. So let's be thankful. Well, I'm going to ask Cynthia and Patrice to come up here um, this morning. Um, this is Cynthia Cullen. Um, I, I kind of know her. Uh, <laughs> She happens to be my wife and our, our uh, worship arts and creative director here. And Patrice Smith, why don't you give it up for Cynthia and Patrice this morning. Patrice and I have a wonderful privilege together along with Chris McBride to uh, facilitate a women's group every Wednesday at Majiamas. We've been meeting there for about three years now. Um, at lunch, women, you're invited, 11.45 to 1. We're always there. And um, this uh, semester, we were very challenged in our group as we were going through a Bible study on the miracles of Jesus. And as Todd has shared many times, we didn't know, he didn't know he was going to do a prayer series this, this fall. That was something God just kind of led him to. And as a programming director, you know, like five days before we had to do it. So <laughs> anyway, um, it was of God. I do believe that. Um, but he didn't know what we were studying. And we had already planned what we were going to do for our women's group. And the way that we saw our prayer series and going through the 40 days of prayer and what we were studying as a women's group was, I mean, and chills, I think, would probably be the best way to describe it. So, Patrice, for you, um, we had a very specific um, situation that happened in our group we're going to share about in a minute. But just for you, Patrice, how was it being a part of this group this fall? And what were some of the things that just God did in your heart being a part of this group and what God was doing through the prayer series? Um, I mean, it was powerful. You know, I think that when you start a Bible study like this, you just think you're going to learn a little bit about Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to do. But Jesus knows a whole lot more that's going to go on before. And this, it was a miracle of God, you know. And to see what God did through our women in that group for a particular woman. Um, and I don't know if you want me to. Oh, wait a second. I'll just hear about you. Um, so what he did for me is he gave me some peace about, um, about what he was about to do in my life. And um, for that, I will be eternally grateful for. You know, Patrice had a rough year this year. She had a lot of personal loss, and um, she was there for me when my dad passed away a few years ago, and she just had one of those years where it was just like, really, really? You know, like it, it just constant, and seeing God work in and through her life through that and being faithful to come to group, and there's a lot of tears. <laughs> We're good with it. Um, but it's an open place, and we, we love that whoever walks in the door 
that's who's supposed to be there. Um, and obviously we want women to be a part of it every week, but life happens. But we've just always had an open door policy with our group, meaning anybody can bring anybody they want, just show up. It's just to just show up. And that kind of happened to us this year. Um, Patrice brought someone with her to a study one day. And um, I'm going to let you share a little bit about that, and then we'll talk about that. Um, it was an ordinary day for me. Um, this little gal that I picked up, I picked up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and we had a lot of business to get done because she, had, she was going through a very, very trying and difficult time in her life. And so, you know, we started at 6 o'clock in the morning, and then one of the things that I told her, and she had been to this Bible study before, but I said, I go, I'm going to the women's Bible study. And she said, well, I want to go. <laughs> she loved the group of women there. And so um, I brought her to the Bible study, and it was pretty powerful. Of course, I had written down and hoped to memorize everything that was going on in the Bible study, but I, I didn't. But I will tell you that... It was the peace of Jesus. It was somewhere along that line what, what we were studying. And she really, and there was some other things that happened in that particular meeting too. And she was just taken back with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just very, very powerful for her. She had kind of drawn away from Jesus. And, um, and to see her when, when we got in the car and, you know, to see she had shared her gut she had shared some really deep-seated stuff that was going on with her. And when we got in the car, she felt the love of Jesus stronger than she had ever felt it, and she told me that. Yeah, and it was neat because as your church, we have an opportunity because of 10 cents of every dollar that you give goes to a missions fund. And we were sitting there today, and I'm going to share this. She, she had a bill that needed to be paid or she was going to jail. And we all talked about it. And I called Scott Mackay. I said, Scott, we're sending you somebody that we need to help. And we did. Yeah, yeah we were able to, to take care of it. That's because of your generous giving. I want to tie that back. That's a very real-world example of that, of sending somebody that really needed help in that moment. Mm -hmm. And um, we all in our group, um, because there's so many of us sometimes, what we do is we write a prayer request. And then we write it on a card, and then we just kind of shuffle them and pass them around. And you never know who you're going to get. And if you get yours, you're supposed to say, I got mine, and you're supposed to trade. And um, so that particular day, I, I got uh, her card. Can you throw that up on the screen for me, Ken? This was what uh, she wrote on her card. This was her prayer request. It says, I need a safe and comfortable place to live, please. And that's what she requested for prayer for the, for the next week. And this is, we would just kind of as a group all decide, hey, just pray over that for the next week. So I was, I was, I thought it was great that I got her card. And um, we had, you, I mean, you can tell more about the experience, but why don't you tell me what happened on, when you gave me the phone call on that Sunday? It's okay. um, Sunday morning, I was driving to church, coming back from church, and I got a phone call that said that she had passed away. Um, I'm in tears because it's the, my earthly tears. But I knew what she was going through and all of the trauma and stress that she was going through. And, um, and, and I knew that Wednesday after we left here, we went back to my house and we talked. And um, I had asked her because she, she was making me bolder. She was a bold little girl <laughs> that had no filter. And I asked her, I said, 
have you accepted Christ and into your life? And she said, she was very sassy, and she said, yes, I have, and I've been baptized. <laughs> and I said, well, your eternal life is sealed. No matter what happens from this moment on or the moment that you accepted Christ, your eternal life is sealed. And we, I ended up taking her, Marianne, and I took her to get her a new shirt because she had a job interview, and we dropped, I dropped her off at that job interview, and it was about 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock that night. And she got out of the car, and I'll never forget this, and she peeked back in again, and she said, best day ever. I'm crying. <laughs> and so Patrice called me. We were in New York, and you called me. You're like, I got to talk to you. And I didn't get to talk to you that evening. And then she had told me that she had passed away. And I went to my Bible, and I pulled out that card. And I thought, boy, God answers prayer, doesn't he? Because she's never going to have to worry anymore where she's living. Because she's at home in heaven. Yes. And he, with Thanksgiving, and he answered that prayer request. And he took her home to be with him. And Patrice and I, we talked about sharing this. We're doing pretty good. Okay, let's just take a moment. All right. Because this has been, this has been riveting for our group to go through this experience. Any of the women that have been a part of our group know how much this has been. But, I, but the thing that we wanted to share with you today about Thanksgiving is that you never know the impact that you have with people by being generous and kind. You never know. And you... It's an ordinary day. It's a normal Wednesday. It was just a normal Wednesday. And, and the reason we wanted to share this with our church this morning is we just never know how you being generous, kind, compassionate to someone could literally change their life. This changed our group. I don't think our group will ever be the same after this experience. And I say that because we saw it firsthand. And so we are very thankful that she is in heaven. Yeah. And she's not in pain anymore. And she's safe in the arms of Jesus. What do you think, Patrice, for sharing today? Patrice and Cynthia, thank you. I mean, I've heard the story and I'm back there crying. So, um, you know, um, an ordinary Wednesday, an ordinary Wednesday. Cynthia mentioned that um, sometimes it's just the compassion and the love that we show to someone. We have no idea where they are. We have no idea where we're gonna intersect their lives and share with them the grace that God demonstrated when he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. You know, I think about that often. I, I was in a classroom the day that God came down and reached me in my inner, my life and what he did on the cross for Jesus intersected. And I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful that we have a God that shows compassion and love to us. So much so that he would send his son to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins, those sins that separate us from God, those things that we do that fall short of his glory. And this girl is in heaven today because of her faith in Jesus. And today, for those of you who have accepted Jesus as your Savior, um, we have the great privilege of coming around his table today and remembering what he did on the cross. And so today, we're going to celebrate communion. Some of you may have had a tradition 
in your church where it was called Eucharist or Holy Eucharist, or maybe it was the Lord's Supper, maybe it was just communion. Today, we're going we're gonna to celebrate together. I can't remember the last time that we as a church have all come together in one service for communion. It probably has been 12 years or more. Um, so we get the honor and the privilege of doing that today. And so I'm going to ask um, today for our teams to, to get in place. We've got several different stations, and I'm going to walk you through how this is going to happen today. We've got a station to my right and one to my left down here by the cross. There's one in the back right here on my right. Um, there's one in the back right there. There's even one. I don't think we had needed overflow in backstage, but I know. No, we didn't. Okay, great. So, uh, yeah, so we got one in the back, one to the right, and, and one here to the left. And Cynthia and Stephanie are going to lead us in worship this morning. Uh, and Sonia, I'm sorry. Yep, and Sonia. They're going to lead us in worship this morning. And, and while they are leading us, I'm going to invite you to come and receive communion this morning. Um, the people who are going to be offering communion, they're, they're um, going to be offering the cup and the bread. These are our Stevens ministers, amazing people who have been trained um, to help those of you who may be going through a difficult time, difficult life circumstances. They're volunteers, they're not paid, but they've been trained extensively on how to help guide you through maybe different challenges. And today as you come forward and as you think about the cross and you think about the blood that was shed and the body that was broken, if you need to talk to someone after communion is over, um, you can talk to one of these folks. They're going to stay down here. They're going to stay down at the cross over here to, to my left and to the right. Our elders are going to be down here at the cross. They're going to have anointing oil if some of you are sick. James chapter 4 talks about coming and being anointed with oil. And the oil is nothing that's uh, magical at all. It's a representation of the healing power of God's Holy Spirit. Because when God's people come together, we see healing we may receive healing from some kind of um, sin that has, has just plagued us forever, some kind of maybe illness, mental illness, or physical illness, or disease. And so if you want to be prayed with this morning, we've got our Stevens ministers and our, our elders are going to be down here available for you over the next two songs. And I want you to avail yourself of that opportunity to talk to one of our Stevens ministers, to talk and be prayed with by one of our elders. You can even come and talk to them after the service is over. I know they're going to be available this morning for you. But today, as we think about what Christ did on the cross, he provided healing for each one of us who accept him as our Savior. Um, the first church received these words that you'll see on the screens this morning from a book that Paul wrote, a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. And he explains the purpose behind the communion table, behind why we give thanks. And he says this in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And I want you to think today as you hold that cup and as you hold that piece of bread that that's a representation of the body that was broken for us. It's a representation of the blood that was spilled for the forgiveness of sins. And I want you to think about and be grateful and express your gratitude towards God for what he did on the cross. Today, you'll be receiving both elements at the same time. And if you want to, you can go back to your seat and partake of them. If you want to pull over to the side or in the back somewhere in a corner and take it as a family, I'm fine with that. This room will come alive here over these next few minutes together. It's important that we stop, that we pause, and we give thanks for what God has done. Because he's done great things through us. He's done great things around us and in our church community and in this local community, but he did the greatest thing by dying on the cross for our sins and offering us forgiveness of sins, that free gift and the promise of eternal life with him one day. If you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your savior, I wanna also give you the opportunity to do that. You can come and see me. You can come and see, I know Justin's back here. Um, Scott Mackay is here. He's at one of the tables. You can come and see us after the service. We would love to talk to you about what it means to accept Jesus as your Savior. Well, let's go to him right now and let's give thanks for what he has done. Father God, we come around this table today. And not too many Wednesdays ago was an ordinary Wednesday in someone's life who interacted with a group in our church. And today is a little bit of an unusual not really Sunday, but the day that you sent Jesus to the cross was extraordinary. It was earth shattering. It changed our eternity forever. And today, as we think about the price you paid with your body and with your blood, the offer that you extend to forgive us of everything that we've ever done that has fallen short of your glory and the promise of eternal life with you. We together, united as your church, express how grateful we are for that extraordinary work on that extraordinary day that you died. And then that next day when you raised again, you rose again, defeating death to eternal life. We thank you for that, God. And right now, we come to your table as a church, as a congregation to these three stations, unperfect, but knowing that we wear the cloak of righteousness because of what you did on the cross. We thank you for that, God. And we come to you now to this table with hearts of great gratitude and thanksgiving for what you've done. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. You can become to come to the cross.